Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Come on, Bob. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your old buddies, Spearsy and Brad in L.A. And today we do an all James Belushi edition of underappreciated movies that just turned 30 years old. Hey, 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 look what happened to me, huh? Don't forget, Steve, Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media mobile app. It's your first time, so I just want you to watch... Enjoy yourself. If you feel like helping, jump in. So, yes, this is another in our series of shows about movies that turned 30 this year, actually this month. And maybe we don't remember these movies as well as we do the classics that we like to quote so much. The Breakfast Clubs of the Universe, The Fast Times, The Weird Sciences. Is, is, is. I want to get to the bottom of this. A-S-A-F-P. Oh, so do I. But first, I'd like to... Butter your muffin. Speaking of weird science, in the last show, I said 16 candles when I meant weird science. I apologize. Did you? I wasn't even paying it attention. It wasn't Gary's dad from 16 candles. It was Gary's dad from weird science. Who is this Gary character? Yeah. Did Somebody anyone write in and catch it. that? Yeah. Somebody called me on it. <laughs> they always do. They like, always yes, do. You're absolutely right. So sharp. A lot of times if we make a mistake in the show, when we go back and edit it, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to do delete it or I'll actually re-record myself saying a couple words differently. <laughs> <laughs> then I feel really if you really pay attention, you can hear it from time to time. And then I went to the movies where I had a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so from time to time we do these shows where Brad picks a movie and I pick a movie and it's usually a movie that turns 30 years old this month. And so we were looking at September 1987. And, and lo we said, behold, a gift. <laughs> we found two movies that were both starring Jim Belushi, both released the same month, not only the same month, but within seven days of each other. Amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. But my point kind of is this is the time when Jim Belushi's career is really starting to take off. Yeah. He had done about last night. You know, his brother had been passed away for quite some time now. He's starting to get, you know, the, the fruit of his harvest at this point. Yeah. And so we're going to see from time to time a lot more uh, Jim Belushi movies about this time. And, you know, and I, really I still think that role as the gorilla in Trading Places really launched him on his career. Yeah. It really launched so, him on his career. We should, have, we should have dressed as that for the 80s cruise instead of the bag of Chandlers. Or just a third person would have mm. helped, I think. Mm. Anyway. Some year. We still have the outfits. We can still make it work. That's true. Actually, I use that when I work on the car. Do you really? No, I have Mine's still pants. rumpled up in the closet, like literally uncleaned from two years ago. Uh, well, it, you know, actually, in all honesty, I have another pair of coveralls that I use when I work on the Spitfire. And yes, I do have my name embroidered on them. 
Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> the kids got them for me. And I'm like, these are actually amazing. <laughs> so here's my argument. In the late 80s, a James Belushi movie was almost a sure thing. You look at his lineup. He had About Last Night. He had Real Men, which we're going to talk about today. The Principal, which again we're going to talk about today. Red Heat. Oh. Uh, and then in the 90s, he starts with Mr. Destiny. And then things start to cool off a little bit for uh, Mr. Yeah. Belushi. But the point is, the guy could never lose. And actually, that's the same argument you can make about our new sponsor here, FanDuel. So you got your internet back? Can you can you finally set up a lineup and quit just talking smack about me not doing so great? <laughs> yeah. Of course, uh, my internet comes back after Hurricane Irma last Sunday night after I recorded the podcast, like, you know, from a Dunkin' Donuts Wi-Fi zone. But uh, <laughs> the Sunday night... Sunday night when it's finally too late for me to play FanDuel, um, internet pops back on. I, I pretend like it was Christmas morning all over again. I immediately download all my podcasts and everything. But I wasn't able to play last week. You were. Yep. But today I do have my FanDuel lineup set up for Sunday's games. Uh, actually, I have two separate lineups set I, I couldn't Ooh. resist. I have an entry in the FanDuel Sunday Million Contest. Okay. And and I have created the long-awaited private Stuck in the 80s League what? just for uh, friends of Stuck in the 80s. And I have a lineup set for that, too. I have the Buccaneers defense for both contests, so I feel pretty good th- about things. Nice. Last time I looked, I think there are six of us in the Stuck in the 80s League. You can join any time, and the link is on our Facebook page. Or if you go to sit80s.com backslash FanDuel, it will take you right to the sign-in page. Right. And it's a new game every week. Um, our league, you can enter for just $1. So I mean, we're just playing for fun mainly. I mean, there are prizes if we get enough people in the league. But if not, it's just for playing for bragging rights. Yeah. Look, we're not the first two people to figure out why FanDuel is so cool. More than two and a half million players have won cash prizes playing FanDuel. You can start for just a dollar, pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score in real time. You you actually won money last weekend, right? I did. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly by my own franchise level of uh, income there, but I did finish in the money in my first attempt. Stacking Aaron Rodgers and Ty Montgomery gave me just enough juice to get across the line. Yes. It's just finished in the money. <laughs> That's so cool, man. I'm so proud of you. So come play with us uh, in the Stuck in 80s League. You go to uh, sit80s.com uh, backslash FanDuel. Uh, I think we put the f- link on our Facebook page as well. Yep. It'll be fun. Or you know, form your own league. Invite us to play with you. I'm happy to do that too. Again, the link for the league for Stuck in the 80s is sit80s.com slash FanDuel. And I'm on there. My, I think my username is Spearsy in the 80s. Yeah, I think I'm Brad in the 80s. Sign up today at FanDuel.com. Just use the Join Now button and enter our code RADICAL. New users get a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over $1 million in cash prizes when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com and sign up with the promo code RADICAL. That's FanDuel.com, promo code RADICAL. Void where prohibited. How cool would it be, by the way, to have someone like Jim Belushi playing FanDuel with us? He would probably kick our asses, though. He's from Chicago. He has got to know NFL football better than we do. Yeah, I think that's a required class in all public schools in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, He's probably smart enough not to pick any Bears players, too. Yeah, that's uh, harsh but fair. So let's get on to this uh, two underrated movies for September 1987. Believe it or not, like I said, these were released one week apart. 
and we'll explain more about that uh, shortly. Brad, what movie did you pick? My pick this week is The Principal. Son of a bitch, that kid is hanging on by a thread. You know that? I'll kill you, I want you in prison, man. But I can't. Because nobody saw what you did to Emil. So I'm going to catch you. And you're going to wish you were in prison when I do. No. you! You're not the principal here anymore, f***er. And if you come back tomorrow and you try, you're going home in a body bag. You threatening me? You're a dead man if you come here tomorrow. The Principal, released on September 15th, 1987, is a movie about a prison. Oh, wait, no, it's not about a prison. It's a movie about an inner city high school with a new reform-minded principal. So Jim Belushi plays Rick Latimer. He's a high school teacher with a drinking problem, Mm -hmm. an anger management problem. (laughs) And a creeping on teenage girls problem. Although that only shows up briefly with the binoculars in his classroom. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. All that combines to lead to his being reassigned and involuntarily promoted to be the principal of Brandel High, which is, you know, kind of your rubber stamp troubled inner city school high school that is shown in a way to make people want to move to the suburbs. Yeah, I remember I was watching this movie um, just today, actually, and... The the parallels between this movie and Lean on Me are almost yeah. like you know tick tock tick tock tick tock. Yeah, um, it's a little. Uh, are you familiar with the term parts bin car? No. You know what that means? No. So a, a parts bin car is when a manufacturer is like, "Hey, we want to make a new model car, but we don't want to design any new parts. So let's use like the turn signals from that, and the headlights from this, and the grill from this other thing, and they'll put together this car that basically is made out of stuff they have laying around." This movie it has kind of a parts bin plot. Uh, you know, we'll take a little white savior, we'll put in a, a gritty uh, secu- head of security, throw in the troubled youth who really just wants to learn, throw in the troubled youth who really just wants to kill people, and, you know, mix it up into a nice stew. Yeah, I, I, I think the nice part of this movie is uh, Louis Gossett Jr. playing the head of security. Yeah, and he, basically he is he's chappy pushing a broom instead of chappy flying a plane. <laughs> I was just going to say I think this movie comes like r- literally the year after Iron Eagle. I'm watching this last night and I'm like, does this guy ever play a different part? Is he always the sensible voice of reason oh. and experience? Enemy Mine. Have you forgotten Enemy Mine? Oh, gosh, Enemy Mine. <gasps> we need to do an Enemy Mine show. Yes. Definitely. Um I, I like this movie. It's 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 it is cookie cutter. Um, yeah. but Jim Belushi brings it like a little bit of humor to it. Enough. He's, yeah. He's pretty good in it. He's pretty good in it. He knows how to toe that line between like, okay, I mean, I realize I'm in a, a drama action movie, but I still have to be a bit of a wise ass. Yeah. He, and he's funny without like cracking a lot of jokes. Like the one, I kind of noticed there was one real like joke in the whole thing when, uh, Ray Don Chong's character, who's a teacher at the school, asks him to stay for dinner. And he kind of works his way through, like, because he's a bachelor. He lives in a crappy apartment, sleeps on a fold-out couch. Right. And, you know, it's like Spears Lair level 0.2. Because I know your place is way nicer than anything he's living in. But uh, she, he goes through this, like, with plates and silverware. And then the last question he asks is, you're not a vegetarian, are you? Which I thought was funny. Yeah. It's kind of it's funny because Ray Don Chong is, is sort of like a 
almost has to be in any 80s movie that involves either a high school or a college. Yeah. Yeah, she does show up a lot. Now, there is one I found to be a really pretty intense attempted rape scene where one of the students tries to rape her character because yeah. she kind of insults him in the class. And that was like, oh, holy crap. That that kind of stood out, I have to say, when I watched it. Yeah, that kind of turns it from, uh, I don't was it a rated R movie? I don't even remember. I'm assuming it probably was. It has to be with the language. Yeah, and the drug use. And the drug use. But it is. It is. It is basically a grittier version. It's a grittier version of Lean on Me, which I think yeah. came out maybe even if not this year, but maybe the year after. Let me run through the cast a little bit, or some of the other notable members of the cast. We talked about Jim Belushi. We talked about Lou Gossett Jr. We talked about Ray Don Chong. Some of the other parts you've got Kelly Jo Minter, who is a name I didn't remember, but the the actress I recognize. She's in Summer School, and she's in The Lost Boys. Oh sure, uh, she plays a. Yeah, she plays a student that Latimer tries to convince to stay in school. It's like, I'll tutor you. And how does she thank him? She sets him up. <laughs> to get his she ass sets him up for a, for a beatdown and a half. And then you've got J.J. Cohen, who played one of the Biff Tannen's uh, Back to the Future gang. And uh, Isai Morales, who uh, was in Stuck in the 80s' favorite Bad Boys, <laughs> as well as La Bamba. And also makes a makes an appearance in last week's throwaway '90s reference, Free Jack. Right. That's why we'll never do a stuck in the '90s show because we don't ever want to have to talk about Free Jack again. Yeah. And the director, Christopher Kane, also directed uh, 1988's Young Guns. Ugh. Not not one of my favorites. But still, no, but still, like an important. I'm, I'm movie. on the record for liking westerns, but I don't like that western. No. But yes, in general, I like westerns, but that one I'm not too fond of. That's good. That's good. So, so ultimately, what kind of review? What, what sort of rating? You give, you give this a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Yeah, I, I want to give it a thumb sideways. Uh, there was just too much suspension of disbelief in the the high school scenes. Like, there's a moment where he's he where he where Latimer en- enlists all of the quote unquote big tall teachers to be temporary security guards and all they have to do is walk down the hall and all these miscreant you know delinquent children who have been sent to this high school from every place else every other decent school in the district they're just like oh I guess I have to go to class now and they walk <laughs> into their rooms I'm like what are these kids even doing here like why would they show up that that part of it was like come yeah. on give me a break they- but Belushi is great I think he does a great job but the movie on uh, on balance, I wouldn't go too far out of yeah. my way to watch it. I mean, I watched it on. There's like a real grainy, pixelated version on YouTube that you can find. Oh, geez, I sent Amazon my four dollars so I could watch a oh, nice wow. HD rental last night because I believe in you, Eighties Nation. I believe in you. <laughs> so let me tell you about my movie a little bit now. My movie, as I mentioned before, is Real Men. See that man in the suit with the submachine gun up in your tree, Bob? You ever see a man like that in your neighborhood before? No, I don't think so. What about him? Well, he shouldn't be in that tree between us and the light. He should be in one of those trees down the street. You want me to go out and tell him to move? You got a good sense of humor, Bob. I like that in a man. What do you like in a woman? Big And they say you're not sensitive. Ah, it's only a few people, Bob. Now, our problem is we're going to get to Washington by 8 o'clock on Friday. We've got plenty of time. It's only Monday. Maybe we could leave tomorrow. Oh, no, we're going to take a long scenic route, Bob. That's nice. Why are we going? Well, I'll tell you. You're going to have to trust me on that part. But when you find out what it is, 
you're going to be so thrilled to be a part of it. But there are some people who don't agree with what we're doing. Like the man in the tree. You catch on quick. So you remember, Real Men was released one week after The Principal. Now, there's some people out there in Asian Nation who I'm sure saw The Principal in the, th- in the theaters, in the Cineplex. They put down there, at that time, probably $3 for a movie ticket, maybe 4 <laughs> Might have been a little more than that, but yeah. Who knows? And they saw The Principal. I know I saw The Principal in theaters. Real Men, I challenge anyone to step forward and say they saw this in theaters. <laughs> it basically didn't really get a proper release. Oh, really? And here's the reason. It was in theaters, but like for for okay. a microsecond. From what I understand, the distributor was United Artists. And okay. those who have a, um, a, a much better understanding of film history in the late 70s and early 80s might remember a fiasco called Heaven's Gate. Oh, yeah. Well, Heaven's Gate pretty much ow, ow. destroyed... United Artists, yeah. and and it, it took just them broke their back, right? So Real Men was actually, I believe, completed and sat on a shelf in the studio for a while before it was released. That's why you have these two movies basically coming out one right on top of each other. But it's an interesting right. plot. It is probably, I, I can honestly say, it's not the only comedy slash science fiction film from the eighties. Can you name another one? Comedy science fiction from the eighties. My stepmother uh, is an alien. Oh, my step! Gosh, my stepmother's an alien. Is that eighties? Yeah, it was late eighties, very late eighties. Anyway, Real Men starred uh, James Belushi, obviously, and John Ritter, our hero from Three's Company. Oh, John Ritter! They're the heroes, a pair of unlikely heroes. And this this movie is it's it's the plot is a little difficult to explain. It is not as clear cut as the principal. <laughs> I tried to write it down earlier. And I realized... It's just like the float car with arrows pointing all over the place. So suspend your disbelief for the rest of the time okay. that I'm talking. <laughs> That's important to do. I'm ready. Uh, the movie starts with... It's the U.S. government are, is negotiating with aliens, of course, who have a cure that will clean up all the planet's oceans of a deadly chemical that has been accidentally dumped into the water. Now, at the same time, the Russians are working with a rogue sect of the FBI to counter-negotiate with the aliens. And instead of getting the cure for the oceans, they want to get the big gun um, instead. So basically, the aliens are offering the cure for the ocean or the big gun. Turns out, Hmm. the aliens only trust one... Carrot and stick. (laughs) Carrot and stick. Uh, It turns out that the aliens only trust one FBI agent... And it is a character played by John Ritter. He's killed not 30 seconds into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like uh, to live and die in L.A. when yeah. the main character gets shot in the first 10 so minutes. So the FBI is forced to go find another person anywhere who looks enough like the original agent that they can pass him off as that guy so that the aliens will still give him the cure for the ocean. And then what they find is John Ritter again, <laughs> this time playing this dopey insurance agent. Um, and he is recruited by Jim Belushi, who plays this over-the-top, suave, womanizing super agent. <laughs> and so he basically nice. convinces John Ritter that, uh, you know, if I can't get you to help me, you know, the planet is doomed. And so the two of them basically go off <laughs> on this mission to meet the aliens, dodge the Russians, who, by the way, are dressed as circus clowns. 
Uh, well, that's and right um, there. you know it's your basic sci-fi comedy flick. It, I don't know if you compare Real Men to My Stepmother is an Alien. I do not know which one of them has the the more ridiculous plot. It's they're like you know right there on top of each other, but for some reason it works because yeah. The way they make this movie, it's not, it's, the whole thing is meant to just be such an, an over-exaggeration and such a, it's so campy. Yeah. They have this fantastic musical score during it that just kind of like plays up the whole, yes, there's nothing serious here. Just laugh and enjoy yourself. Yeah. I remember this movie. I remember the title. I remember that it was John Ritter and Jim Belushi, but that's yeah. about all I could have told I you. Mean, eventually, over the course of the movie, obviously, Ritter sheds his wimpy, you know, mentality and embraces the opportunity and grows as an individual and as a man and as a husband. Really coming into your own, yeah. are you, Melon? And to be honest, he didn't have, I mean, John Ritter didn't have a lot of film opportunities in the 80s. Uh, no, he really didn't. He, he had um, Holy Moses, where he plays the devil in 1980. <laughs> uh, they All Laughed from 1981, which I don't remember at all. And yeah. then the other film critic, uh, the film credit he has is for 1989's Skin Deep, which I don't know yeah. if you remember this one. It's the one that has the glow-in-the-dark condom fight. That's the glow-in-the-dark condom fight, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, it didn't get great reviews. And very few people reviewed it. Gotta love Blake Edwards. Yeah, anyway. it's Blake Edwards. It's a Blake Edwards film. It wasn't. It was done by a man named Dennis Feldman. If you don't okay. know who that was, he wrote The Golden Child, which should tell you something. <laughs> I, 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 I want to write another movie. And he did. And the other movie he wrote was just one of the guys, which is fantastic. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, so he's, he, so I'm telling you, whereas, whereas the principle, we kind of give a sideways thumbs. I'm telling you, this is a movie you want to take a chance on. Now, this has some lineage. Yeah. It has, it's fun. It's cute. I mean, it's just, it's much more family friendly. Well, I don't know. There's a scene with a dominatrix in it. So maybe not so family yeah, friendly. Yeah. But still, I don't have to worry about those things anymore, Steve. As you yeah, well you've know. got the empty nest now. How's that going? Uh, you know what? I've been so busy, I've not had time to even think too hard about it. It's just like, oh, maybe buying a gallon of milk is more than is needed. So we've become <laughs> a half gallon family. I live by myself. I don't buy a gallon of anything unless it's bourbon. So <laughs> there you go. Speaking of which, I think I'm out tonight. So anyway, oh, no. if you want to watch Real Men, the only way to do it, I think, is to rent it on DVD. I think you might be able to find a copy on YouTube. Um, the only sure thing here today is a little thing we used to call the, the seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. I swear to God, it feels like it's been like a month or two since we did this. Yeah, but we did a couple. We did a couple TV theme songs, and then we did uh, Jen with one, and had that special trivia presentation for us. That was fun. Yep, it has been a while, and I think these are Jen's picks from. Another. They episode. are. They are actually. She, she These were her picks. Laid out some softball. <laughs> yeah, for the she did. Appreciate that, Jen. Uh, as you know, okay. you know how it works. You uh, we play a snippet of a movie. If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing for a um, piece of swag. Uh, pay attention. Here was Jen's pick the last time she was on the show. If you close your eyes, you can see the music. You can too. Did you ever try? Yep, that's Flashdance. And I'm told by somebody who got it right that we may have actually used that same exact clip before somewhere in our... We might have gone to the Flashdance. 37 years of one pot. too many times. I know we've done 
Yeah, yeah. One too many times. But look, <laughs> look, people, we got to find something that people have seen. You know, if if I run in a clip from Real Men, you know, that's a that's an ofer. Yeah, that's not fun at all. That's yeah. not fun for anybody. I know. But a, a few people still wrote in. Uh, give us a list, Bradley. This week's winners include Dave Augie August, Kelly Dietrich, Jeff Rocks in Indiana, Casey Bell, Ed in El Paso, DJ and Clinton, Jeremy in St. Pete, and Canuck and Callie, who writes nothing. <laughs> you know, uh, Dave Augie August is in the private uh, FanDuel League with us. Is he? Nice. Yeah. I think we're going to get schooled. I think he's going to crush us like grapes. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention. This one's for you, Augie. Here's this week's mystery clip. What do you want? Say the words. No, go ahead. You're going to eat it. You eat it. That's all right. Say the words. I want the roast beef sandwich. Say the words and I'll give you a piece. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Ah, the mystical refrain that is name that 80s tune. Uh, you know the drill. We'll play a clip from a song from the 80s if you get it right. You're entering again into the uh, for the magic wheel of fun that Brad will spin here in a few minutes. Woohoo! Here is Jen's pick for the last time we did the seggy. That's Middle of the Road by the Pretenders. Yeah, I don't think we fooled anybody with that one. Yeah, I know. I tried to. I, it's you try to pick a part of that song that people don't automatically recognize. No, it's fine. You know what? I'll tell you something. I'm feeling a little. What would you call it? Survivor's guilt, maybe that only one person got the TV theme from last week. So it's okay. It's okay. Oh, uh, what was it? People. It was Spencer for Hire, right? Spencer for Hire. Yeah. So if you go back and listen to the last week's show, I tried to pick a nice softball for everybody for the TV theme. <laughs> and like, you let's did. Get some names in here. You get some names in here. So anyway, this is a great song. I'm not a huge Pretenders fan. I'm not a huge fan of The Pretenders, but uh, I really do like this song. I love this song. I love this band. Read some of the winners. Winners this week include Joseph Perdue, Jeff and Chester, Andrew Holler in Cincinnati, Kelly E., New Wave Todd, Sean Fitzgerald, Dawn in Tulsa, Christine in Philly, Dr. Dim, DJ and Clinton, Bernie, the Dutch oven Lindemann from Sydney, Australia. Jeff from the other Weatherford, Kurt in Dirty Jersey, Colin in Spokane, Donnie Gettle rhymes with metal, Greg from 1985, Peter Ryan, Jeff looking for the way out of San Jose, Steve from Georgia, <laughs> and Billy from Paducah. There's some new ones in there. <laughs> I know. I like Greg from 1985. Yeah, aren't we all, my friend? Aren't yeah, we all? yeah. I got a good feeling about you, Greg, for this uh, winning <laughs> for this week. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know nothing about nothing, but <laughs> here we go, Brad. Spin the wheel of fun. Okay, let me get oiled up. Oh, a mighty spin. Yes. Two weeks of anger behind it. Yeah, you got anger issues. I got anger issues growing out of my ears. Here we go, here we go. And it's predictably landing on, yes, Greg from 1985. So there you go. Hey, Greg, send us your snail address, and we will get a uh, bottle opener, right, Brad? Bottle it's opener. It's a bottle opener. 
I swear to God, this weekend I'm going to try to find the '80s cruise trucker hats that I promised people. It's it's just one thing after another here in Florida. I mean, we get through Hurricane Irma. You know, we have no power for a week, no internet for a week, and then now suddenly we're all staring at Hurricane Maria, which is probably not going to hit us. But still, we're all, you know, the, all our neighborhoods here smell like rotten eggs because of all the flooding that happened, and now, and now uh, all the geez. dead, yeah. rotting plants. The, everything smells like like hell. So trust me, like truckers' hats are, they're on my list of things to do after. Uh, <laughs> Many, many more unpleasant things. But uh, anyway. After clean up dead iguanas from garden. God, that's not, that is not too far from the truth. Uh, it's not too far from the truth. Uh, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery tune. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break. This part's for you. There's no one else who does it quite the way you do. So here's to you. You know it isn't only what you say, it's what you do. For all you do. This part's for you. we're back. We have just a few minutes left. I thought um, probably time to make mention that we lost a couple of uh, acting giants in the last week. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Dean Stanton, which not complete total shock, except for like Keith Richards. We thought he was going to live forever. Seriously. And, um, and then Bernie Casey, who maybe not quite as big of a name, but the guy was all over the 80s. He was UN Jefferson from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. He was in Spies Like Us. He was the teacher from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I, I love him in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's like the only thing you guys have learned is that Caesar is that dressing yes, dude. It's, how, <laughs> it's so great. Um, He's so and funny. his TV work is just incredibly extensive as well. One of the shows he was in that I didn't know about till today, he was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine for a couple of episodes. Oh, I didn't know that. And it, hmm. it reminded me that you know, the same company that does the 80s cruise also does um, a Star Trek cruise. In fact, they're doing two of them next year. Dang. So that's pretty cool. And it's got – these Star Trek cruises are yeah. like – they're maxed out. They have like this – this coming year it has uh, George Takai, uh, Jonathan Frakes, Brent Spiner, LeVar Burton, Gates McFadden, Michael Dorn – it goes on nice. and on and on and on. I mean, everyone's there. Plus, they have Information Society, the ultimate uh, Spock rock band. Oh, our, gosh. Our buddies. <laughs> Spock rock. Oh, my gosh. Did you just coin yeah, that? Yeah, no, they did. Spock no, they rock. Did. They're the ones who told me that. Nice. I'd never heard it before. But uh, Okay, that's pretty good. So anyway, the Star Trek cruise, they started it last year. Last year was the first one. It was so popular okay. that they actually created two Star Trek cruises for 2018. And they, nice. they sail in January. They sail on a different ship than the 80s cruise. They're on the Norwegian Jade. 
And it goes out okay. of Miami. It goes to Rotan, uh, Harvest K, and Costa Maya. And wow. um, they're having a sale right now. There's actually a promo code. It's not our promo code, but it's, it's from the Star Trek cruise people. Use the promo code PHASER, and you can get 60% off your inside staterooms. So you're talking about $740 a person. That's all it costs to yeah. go on the Star Trek cruise. Nice. So I'm just waiting for them to eventually one day invite us to be trivia hosts. Well, so we can do you know, that. That would be. I'll get my nerd on for that. Yeah, I, can, I would love to go on this. It's a couple of months before the 80s cruise, but it's still. I was, one of my favorite toys when I was a kid that I got for Christmas was the uh, Star Trek Enterprise Bridge playset. Oh, my God. You had the bridge? With the transporter oh, yeah, where the you spun the thing and you had to push the button like <laughs> red for him to go out the back door and green to come in the front. Oh, my gosh. I love that thing. L-O-V. That was the best. It really was. It was the best. Man, I love the Star Trek movies. I um, The new series starts, I think, this weekend. I think yeah. the same day this podcast drops, the new Star Trek Discovery starts. So. The trailers look fantastic. They do. They do. And I, I, I like what they're never, doing with it. Yeah, of course. It's going to be fantastic. So anyway, um, you can find out more. Google Star Trek Cruise. It'll pop right up. You remember the code uh, promo code PHASER. We don't get anything out of it. We just want you to save some money. And it's a nice way to honor Bernie Casey. So again, don't forget... FanDuel, join our private league. We need a couple more players so that we can actually play for money. Go to sit80s.com backslash FanDuel. Brad and the 80s, Spearsy and the 80s are in there. Uh, in the meantime, don't forget to try to find these two movies, The Principal, Real Men. Probably more Real Men than The Principal, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm not saying whatever, that because I chose... floats your boat. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. You know, some people really like prison movies. <laughs> In the meantime, Jim Belushi, myself, Brad in L.A., we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app.